Hello, my friends, and welcome back once again to the Meerkat Musings podcast. I'm your host, Ben, a.k.a. Daft Moan, where this morning we dive into the murky world of politics. Once again, we are examining the, the failings of the existing Tory government and the, the I guess, the failings and the timing uh, of other goings-on, which add up to almost a recurring pattern of, well, coincidence. And it could be entirely coincidental, but nonetheless, the, the timing does seem to spare a few people a few blushes. So, the other day, the deadline for the government handing over all materials about COVID-19 and the handling of the pandemic came and went. For those of you who don't know, the, the UK is holding an inquiry, a public inquiry, into how the COVID pandemic was handled. And one of the things that the people running the inquiry wanted were various messages, including WhatsApp messages, that were sent back and forth between various high-ranking MPs, including the then Prime Minister Boris Johnson. The government fought tooth and nail to actually say that some of these messages were not relevant and that, therefore, they should not be supplied. However, the, the inquiry turned around and said, hang on a minute, we'll decide what's relevant. As we're the ones doing the inquiry, you will turn over everything. And the courts agreed with the inquiry. They turned around and said, well, you know what, that's fair. That deadline came and went with some of the material in particular material present on Boris Johnson's old phone not being supplied on under the grounds that although Boris Johnson was allegedly cooperating with the inquiry, there were concerns as to how to safely access the data on the phone. Now, bearing in mind the length of time which has gone by, I am a bit surprised that no one has actually figured out how to get into that phone safely yet, but there you go. But nonetheless, the deadline came and went with the materials asked for not being provided. And this did not register in most of the mainstream media whatsoever. In particular, if you were to look up on the BBC website information about Boris Johnson right now, you'd see talk about the the birth of his latest child. uh, And I think that would probably be just about it. Instead, the news has been dominated by a scandal that's been breaking around an alleged case of a BBC presenter paying a 17-year-old for explicit photos. Now, that's obviously very serious, and I'm not intending to say that it's not serious, but you know, the, the, the timing of this just very conveniently completely obliterates any talk about how the government has failed to meet its, meet its responsibilities and it's a nice cover for them to fly under the radar. And this does seem to happen quite a lot. Don't get me wrong, there's obviously something very, very wrong at the BBC if, if presenters can go around requesting money off 17-year-olds for sexually explicit pictures. 
and that needs to be addressed. But was there not room for other news stories as well? Stories which are pertinent to the public, such as the public inquiry into the government's handling of COVID-19, the government's mishandling, perhaps, of COVID-19, considering how many deaths there were and how many failings there were over and over again. That's newsworthy too, yet it ended up not being newsworthy. And I just can't help but feel that there's something very, very wrong with that picture. But what do I know? What do I know? I put this uh, this notion out there on Twitter and I've had numerous responses. Some supportive, some not so supportive. A lot of people saying, oh, you know, that it's boring to, to talk about this inquiry, that Johnson's cooperating, blah, 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 blah. The thing is, what you have to assume about Boris Johnson, if his lips are moving, he's probably lying. You know, he, he was probably born lying at this point. There might be the occasional nugget of truth somewhere, but you shouldn't forget this is a guy who has lost, I think now, is it two or three jobs because of lying? And you know, he's a man who has proven himself to be untrustworthy over and over again. In more than one sense. I mean, this is an adulterer, for crying out loud, as well. His record for honesty is very, very poor. So if he says he's cooperating with this inquiry, uh, I take that with a pinch of salt, to be honest. And even if he is, he's not doing it for selfless reasons. I don't believe that for a second. He isn't particularly fond, I think, of Rishi Sunak's government right now. And it wouldn't surprise me if he's thinking of how he can manoeuvre ways to throw everyone under the bus. He'll throw everyone under the bus to save his own skin. I don't doubt that. So, you know, I think it's definitely a relevant subject to talk about, even as this this scandal unfolds at the BBC. And that scandal, by the way, has proven to be quite murky. The the original uh, alleged victim apparently turned around... This, this story originally broke in the Sun newspaper, and the Sun newspaper isn't exactly a bastion of honesty and trustworthiness either. It turns out that a lawyer representing this young person, who is now, I think, 20 or so, had actually asked the paper not to run with the story, and the the young person or the young person's lawyer has turned around and said that um, the the story broke because of, of their mother breaking the story, and they're actually turning around and saying, well, no, my mother is actually wrong about this. And you know, I don't actually want to present this story in the way that's being presented. At which point the mother's turned around and said, no, I am right. And I'm trying to protect my child. Which kind of smacks of a inter-family feud of some kind. And, and well, that's now blowing up in ways and means that could have wider consequences for other people. There is now actually a second person alleging similar inappropriate behaviour, so the whole situation is getting very murky and very messy. And as I say, that is a, that is a newsworthy story, it absolutely is, but so is the fact that the government and Boris Johnson have failed to meet a commitment for, if you ask me, flimsy reasons, because I'm pretty sure they could ask any one of a number of people uh, and they could securely get into that phone, 
You know, the fact that they're, they're dragging their heels on this inquiry, that they've missed this deadline set by the courts, is, is newsworthy. It is important. The inquiry is important. They, I believe there's material that they really, really, really desperately not want to be in the public domain. And not because it's confidential or threat to national security, but because it's going to be humiliating for them when it gets out there. So they are fighting tooth and nail to keep that all on the wraps. Because that's what this government does. They are interested in protecting their own skins. They're not interested in doing what's right by the public. They're, they're self-serving sycophants, a lot of them. And therefore, yes, I think this... You know, this story is very relevant and very important and it should be in the news, but it's it's barely registered in the news because of the convenient timing of other events. And this does seem to happen with alarming regularity. I don't think that the BBC is particularly impartial these days. I think one of the, one of the ways this was highlighted in particular was with the whole um, Gary Lineker thing where he made some comments about the government's immigration policies and he was suspended from his job as a result. Even though he made his comments on personal time on his personal social media, the, the mere hint of a possibility that someone in their employ might have something negative to say about the Tories and their policies was enough to whip the BBC into a panic. We hear this idea. We hear this idea that it should be, you know, giving equal weight to both sides. Well, a the BBC doesn't do that anymore these days, and b they should be reporting the facts. And if the facts are that you know the Tories have dragged their heels on an important public inquiry, if the facts are that they are helping to oversee a disastrous cost of living crisis, if the facts are that Brexit is failing miserably then you report those facts. You don't try and balance it through various mechanisms to, to try and make, you know, lend equal weight to, I don't know, a fantasy, as it were. You report the facts. The BBC recently did uh, one of their uh, Question Time shows, and they did this in a location, I think it was somewhere in Essex, North Essex, um, I can't remember for sure now, where most people have voted for Brexit. And they had a panel made up entirely of, of Brexiteers wanting to know their thoughts on Brexit several years after the vote. Thus far, as far as I'm aware, there's been no plans to do something similar with Remainers. So, you know, where's the balance there? Where's the impartiality? I don't know where it's gone with the BBC. Uh, but it's it's disappointing, to put it mildly, and it's disappointing that they are wrapping themselves up in a scandal at a time like this when we should be holding the government to account daily for their numerous failings, of which there are too many to count. Well, hence numerous. Anyway, that's my morning rant over with. I now get to enjoy mowing the lawn. A glorious and wonderful task, which I absolutely hate, but I don't really have a choice in the matter. I am putting it off, actually, just by the act of doing this podcast. I'm trying to delay the inevitable, but there comes a point when you can't delay the inevitable any further. So I will bid you adieu.
Stay tuned for more.